welcome to the Daring Designers Club. If you're listening, you are now a member. And listening along to the podcast, you're going to hear all about running a successful, sustainable design business, which doesn't just keep your bank balance happy, but also makes you a happy business owner. We're going to talk portfolios, design process, pricing, clients, admin, marketing, and everything that goes into running a design business, as well as mixing in some interviews with design experts who've done it all before. I can't wait to help you with any topic you need a boost with. And if you want to hear more from me, head to at GattoWeb on Instagram or GattoWeb.com where you can find more resources for designers in the form of workshops, blog posts, ebooks, and more. Let's get into today's episode. Hello and welcome back to the Daring Designers Club podcast. I'm so happy to have you here after an unexpected and also much longer than anticipated break from me. So thank you so much for your patience and sticking around whilst I had some time off. Unfortunately, as with so many other people, 2020 has been a very strange year for me and over the past few months, my family and I have experienced a strange mix of highs and lows which led me to just needing a little break from the internet and also some bits of my business. But I'm back now and you'll be pleased to know I have a few episodes of the podcast ready to go for the next few weeks and I aim to keep that going at least until we have a bit of a break for the holidays at the end of the year. And to be honest, what a relief it will be seeing this year come to an end. Um, So anyway, on to today's episode. If you listen to the second episode of the podcast, which was the three P's of running a design business, you may have been left itching for a little bit more information. But because I was covering each section in that episode, I could only really scratch at the surface of each of the P's. But you'll want to stay tuned for this episode and the next few episodes, as each one is going to be diving into those areas in a bit more detail. And first up, we're going to talk about your portfolio. We're all designers here, so it was only a matter of time before I had to jump into talking about portfolios. Above any other industry, a designer's portfolio is so important and can really be key to help you attract clients, find the right ones, and also showcase the amazing work that you can do in a really visual way. I would even say that your portfolio can be the difference between someone being on your website and deciding whether you're the right designer for them or not. Feels like as soon as you finish a project, it should be added immediately to your portfolio. But believe it or not, this isn't always the best thing to do and there is a right and a wrong way to go about your portfolio. This is one of a few little things that we can do which can maybe hold us back and affect the type of work we'll book, maybe stop us booking the projects that we really want to do and work with the clients we really want to be working with. So I'm going to talk through some tips in this episode to make sure your portfolio is prepped and ready to get those dream clients rolling in. My first tip is only use work in your portfolio that you would want to do again. The biggest lesson to be learned from creating your design portfolio is that you actually only want to be showing off work that you love and want to be doing again in the future. This means that when people see your work, the ones that will get in touch are people who love the style that you already want to be doing and will want you to create even more of that. 
So this creates a bit of a snowball effect of dream clients, which is obviously the best kind of snowball and much better than the ones that just smack you in the face and gives you even more great work that you would love to add to your portfolio. When we get started as designers, there are usually a few projects we've worked on, which maybe they were great to work on, but they don't 100% fit your style. There might have been a lot of changes throughout, or maybe it was a project for a friend and they knew what they wanted, which wasn't necessarily what you wanted to do. Or maybe you've even just discovered your own personal design style more in the time since doing those projects. It feels like a waste not to use these projects in your portfolio and show them off. But think of it this way, say you take one of these projects that doesn't represent your style and then you put it into your portfolio or on your website and then someone sees that project and loves it and that's exactly what they want and so they want you to work in that particular style. Well then you might do that one but then they recommend you to someone else and then they want to do the same style and so on and so forth. So you're creating that snowball effect we talked about, but unfortunately it isn't for the work that you actually want to be doing, it's for a style that doesn't fit with you anymore. Although this sounds great at first, and obviously it's amazing to be able to book projects, you want to be moulding your business around working on projects that you love and working with people who love the style that you want to design with. So think of this the other way around, maybe you only have a couple of projects in your portfolio, but they're all completely your style and 100% represent the work that you want to do. And then you know that anyone who's going to get in touch with you is getting in touch with you to do more of that work, the work that you really want to be doing. If you're struggling to find projects which fit your personal style for your portfolio, keep listening and the next couple of tips will help you out with that. So moving on to my second tip, which is to work on some personal projects. So as mentioned before, there's always a stage we've been in where either the projects we've worked on don't feel right or in your style, or maybe you haven't had any clients yet because you're just starting out, or you could be making a pivot into a completely different style or set of services. So what do we do when we don't have anything to put in our portfolio? Well, we can create some personal projects. Personal projects or conceptual projects are an amazing way to showcase the work you can do and showcase your design ability with total creative freedom and without the pressure of clients giving feedback and changing the project maybe in a way that you don't want it to go. We know that happens sometimes. We can also think about our dream clients and create projects which match up with that industry or that type of client and this can ultimately convince real businesses who fit within that niche to work with you as they can see exactly what you could do for them. It doesn't really matter that it's not a real project, people just want to see what you could do for their business. To create a perfect personal project, Think of a pretend company or project which would fit perfectly into your dream clients and create their brand or website just as you would do it normally for a normal project. It's also a great way to test out your process and go through a full project from the research phase, mood boarding, colour palettes, strategy, and then moving on to concepts and final designs, which can also be an amazing experience if you've never worked through a full project of this calibre before. If you're worried about whether people will see that it isn't a real project and be put off or not like it, just make sure that you're being really transparent that it is a conceptual project in your notes. 
Like I said, what people really want is to see what you can do and your design ability. So I really don't think it'll matter whether it's a real brand that you're working for or a personal project. And number three is remember your own website and brand. One of the first things that people will see when they find you online will be your branding and your website. Say they find you on social media, they'll probably see your logo, your colours and any elements that you've added there. Then they will most likely click through to your website and have a scroll through there too. So it's really, really important to remember that your own brand and website design is such a key part of your portfolio. Not only is it the first thing people will see, it's the best area for you to really show off your skills and showcase everything you can do for potential clients. Just like a personal or conceptual project, creating your own website gives you 100% creative freedom and flexibility. And it's also a really great place to add a bit of personality to your design and really represent who you are as a designer. If you are not a website designer and so don't feel either comfortable building a website or confident that you could showcase your design skills on a website, maybe have a think about collaborating with another web designer or even just a developer who could take your own design and turn it into a fully functioning website. If you have an Adobe Creative Cloud subscription, I highly recommend downloading and giving Adobe XD a go, which is their website mock-up program. So I use that for all of my client mock-ups and things like that. I also use this when I outsource development work and it'll give you a really good idea of what you could create if you wanted to work with someone to build a website. So if you can really show off your design skills in your own brand and website, this can act as an amazing portfolio piece in itself and it's the first place that people will go anyway. So even if you haven't had any client work, you can showcase what you can do if they work with you. Point number four is show off your full range of services. It's likely that when you're setting up your business, you'll create a range of services you can offer to potential clients, which may be ranging in investment, so a small, medium and large package, for example, or ranging in different deliverables. So maybe you offer a brand design package, a web design package, and then a package with both. Or maybe you have a few completely different offerings which work for different clients. Whatever you've got set up, you'll most likely have a few different services. Because of this, within your portfolio, you want to be showing off all of the services you offer. It would be strange if someone saw that you offer, say, branding and website designs, and then they head to your portfolio and all they can see are brands and no websites. Especially if they would be interested in that service, a service which just has website design, then you would think it would be off-putting for them to go to your portfolio and not see anything that's the thing that they're looking for. If you think of the journey your visitors will go through, they'll probably have a read through your services first and then head to your portfolio to see what projects you've done, which shows off the package that they're interested in. Not only will this show a range of your amazing talents, it also gives potential clients an idea of what deliverables are included in each of your packages and what they could get if they work with you on a certain service. We're basically making sure anyone who might be interested in working with us is getting a full view of what we can do and as much information as possible before they even get in touch. And my last point is do some explaining in your portfolio. Last but definitely not least, 
is that it's so valuable and so helpful for people if you also give a bit of information with your portfolio pieces. Although I don't think this is an essential and maybe not everyone would read through the information, I do think it can give people a really, really good idea of how you work, the kinds of projects you work on, and just like in the last point, what you can include in the projects you work on. Some really great information you could add to your portfolio projects would be some information about the client you were working with or the conceptual brand if it's a personal project, the results you and your client wanted to achieve from the project and how you then achieved them, the package or service you provided or maybe the platform you worked with or tools that you used and then obviously lots of different images to show every aspect of the project. I also really love when I see designers showing a before and after of their projects so you can see the improvements that they might have made to someone's branding or whatever you've been designing. I really love to see that. You want to find a really good balance between a good amount of information but also not overwhelming your reader and making it easy to digest. Remember what most people will expect from a design portfolio is mostly visual but then the odd bits of information I think are really useful as well. Bullet points and separate chunks of text are definitely going to be your friends here. So they're my five main tips for building your design portfolio and I really hope that helps you figure out what to do with yours and maybe a few bits that you could change up or tweak to help attract those dream clients. As always I love a bit of a chat so please drop me a message if you want to talk about anything that came up in this episode. And just before I go, I wanted to let you know that over the next few weeks, I'm going to start opening up my designer coaching slots for the first chunk of 2021. So if you're looking for a bit of guidance or you have a specific area of your design business that you need help with, head to the show notes of this episode and I'll post some information about my coaching program and feel free to let me know if you do have any questions about it. If you want to follow along with me, you can find me at at GattoWeb on Instagram or at GattoWeb.com. And we also have our own Facebook group for designers, which you can join by searching the Daring Designers Club on Facebook. And I'm really loving having some really great conversations in there at the moment with lots of designers. And we're also going to start doing some accountability calls um, at the beginning of next month, which is really exciting. So yeah, I'll hopefully see you in there. Hope you really enjoyed this episode and I can't wait to see you next time.